as a startup, I really believe that uh, investment, especially at the early stages, is not just financial. There has to be non-financial factors which contribute towards uh, the investment. And uh, I was more than uh, lucky to have investors which help in business development, marketing, in the operations, and uh, simply just mentoring us and guiding us through the process of uh, operations and uh, other aspects of the business. Hello and welcome to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal hosted by Blue Drop Studio co-founder Anna Rawinska and myself, Omar Juman. This podcast has one vision, and that is to educate, inform, and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand. Tune in and listen to us chat ideation, marketing, scaling, and everything in between with up-and-coming entrepreneurs, stakeholders, and investors in tech startups across the world. We'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. In this episode, we're speaking with Salman, founder and CEO at Paik. Paik is an app offering a 24-7 on-demand courier service, allowing you to send anything within the town instantly. Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship Podcast. Uh, today, we are here talking with uh, Salman from a company called Paik. Um, lovely to have you on the show, Salman. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, give us a, an intro to yourself and uh, you know what Paik does and, and a bit of your background. Thanks for the time, Omar, and thanks for the invitation. Of course. Good to be oh, here with you guys. Well, I'm Salman Mogimi founder and CEO of Paik, an instant delivery platform based in London, aiming to fulfill instant deliveries on a peer-to-peer basis for our Londoners. I graduated from Cas Business School, and I'm a quite young entrepreneur, as you may see, uh, looking forward to the way the society and the way businesses indulge and startups become stronger every day. Wonderful. Wonderful. Cool. cool. Um, so that's a, a really interesting space over here in London. I know that there has been a boom in sort of peer-to-peer deliveries um, all across the UK. How, have, uh, how did you come up with the, the idea for this then? The idea came at the very uh, initial stage through uh, family. Yeah. Uh, I had an impact. I mean, I live in a big family. In a household which we are a couple of individuals, and uh, as the smallest uh, boy in the family, uh, my mother always used to tell me to take uh, parcels for other families, relatives, and friends uh, during the day. And I always found this gap in the market where if somebody wanted to send something immediately, there would be no option other than taking it yourself or essentially using a taxi for it which is very inconvenient and it can always turn very expensive. So that's where the initial idea came and that's where I found the gap in the market and it all started through there. Awesome. So it sort of, it came from like a a childhood, um, I guess, experience and, you know, you were constantly experiencing that pain point as a child. And so what, um, when, when did you found the company? How long ago was that? So we founded the company in January 2018 Mm -hmm. and just around it took uh, between eight to nine months where we launched operations in London Mm -hmm. on September 2018. And we have been going up to now 
on 24 hour basis without even a single hour stop uh, since 2018. Incredible. Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's really good. <laughs> Yeah. So in terms of uh, user base and, and downloads and stuff like that, you know, um, how, how big have you guys grown over the years? So we first, in the first 12 months, we focused mainly on our technology and uh, stabilizing the smooth operations mm-hmm. uh, because our intention was really to be a fast delivery service. So we really had to focus on uh, smoothing operations. We currently have over 3,000 takers, which are our drivers, signed up on our platform on a self-employed wow. basis. And we have over 50,000 downloads uh, up to today uh, across the Google Play Store and the App Store. Wow, so we're about incredible. to start growing our user base. Mm, cool. That's, that's really good. Um, so you guys, uh, you know, you've, you've launched in... I guess, late 2018. Since then, you know, um, how's the, the funding had an impact on your business? Have you guys had uh, seed funding? Was it friends and family or are you at Series A? Yes. So up to today, we had three rounds of funding, which mm-hmm. were all seed rounds. I mean, the initial one was pre-seed, but the rest of them were seed. We had the funding of 250000 in total up to today. Mm-hmm. And right now we are in the middle of closing around fundraising for 1 million pounds. So it's again going to be a larger seed round for us until we step into series A towards the end of next year. Wow. That's really cool. I think, how have you found that um, process of, of acquiring funding? Has it been somewhere or have you been trying to find, uh, you know, investors um, out in, I guess, Dubai, or have you tried to, get fundraisers all the way across here in, in the UK? Uh, no. So all of our operation and all of our activity is based in London. Mm-hmm. We do not have any presence anywhere else other than London. Uh, the investors who invested in Take were quite special. Yeah. The first investor was one of my classmates, which really liked the idea and believed in the vision that I had. And of course, as a founder and CEO, uh, everyone who runs a startup, uh, the biggest challenge they face is investment. So that's the only thing that they have to work hard for in order for them to turn their startup into a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, our latest investor, which invested quite a good amount, uh, was an entrepreneur. He was in the manufacturing uh, business for many years. His business has won quite a number of awards from Innovate UK and become the most innovative company in uh, the United Kingdom in 2017. So he did not have any background in technology at all. Uh, And it was a very good starting point for him to join a tech startup and to see how a startup uh, lives are compared to uh, manufacturing businesses. Wonderful. So, you you know, usually... um or what we've seen quite a lot of the time with with startups is that um you know they try and find uh angel and seed investors that can really help uh almost mentor uh the process you know and, and have a, a shoulder to lean on has that been the case with you guys have you did you find investors that that could essentially open more doors for you or was it purely just a, a financial injection uh to no, your actually as a startup, I really believe that uh, investment, especially at the early stages, is not just financial. Mm. There has to be non-financial factors which contribute towards uh, 
the investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was more than uh, lucky to have investors which help in business development, in marketing, in the operations, and uh, simply just mentoring us and guiding us through the process of uh, operations and uh, other aspects of the business. Cool, cool. Um, so moving on to, to hiring then. Um, when, when did you start hiring in a team? I assume that the first team you brought in was probably uh, to develop the product um, and work through software. Um, so did you sort of build that team out internally or was this like a, an external partnership or an external agency you hired? Yes, so since day one, we hired uh, individuals to join the team. Uh, we started off by five uh, IT people who started the backend, the iOS, the Android, and the, you know the front end of the business. Mm-hmm. Then alongside that, I recruited the first member of uh, staff for marketing, which later on became a shareholder of Pig. He's a very keen individual and a bright individual who has lots of experience in marketing. Then as we went towards the launch, towards 2018 September, uh, our team became around 17, uh, consisting of customer service members, uh, operations, and a couple of uh, few in marketing. Then after a couple of months, we released our internship program. Uh, it was nearly the Christmas holiday of 2018, so December 2018 where we managed to get 10 internship students from the best universities in London, LSE, Queen Mary, uh, City University. All of these uh, individuals uh, in marketing came and joined our team. And uh, we had a quite a good, and we have actually a quite a good reputation in uh, internship programs. Uh, we tried to do internship programs in every you know, term holidays, which uh, university students have. So that's what our team consists of. And currently we're about 22 people. Wow. That's, that's a really good uh, thing. I, I love the fact that you guys are, are working with internship programs and bringing in, you know, some fresh talent as much as possible and giving people, you know, that opportunity to, to take that first step um, up onto the ladder, especially within the marketing industry, you know, cause it's, it's incredibly competitive um, and now ever more so, you know, there's just, tons of agencies um but i guess the demand for it has gone up massively um and you know you see a variety of different channels being used now not just uh not just the standard typical ones um or just the big you know social media platforms there's like tons of different avenues you can go down there so it's yeah a really cool thing i think um so in terms of marketing then since we're talking about on the on the topic what um what are the channels that you guys use uh, the most then? So what's been, you know, some of the, the most successful, I guess, activities that, that have driven growth for your business? We are a product designed for every single member of the society and marketing that and actually bringing that vision that we have is quite challenging mm-hmm. to Londoners. We first started with, of course, uh, social media marketing, uh, improving our search engine optimization through uh, ads like Google ads and uh, other search engine ads. Then we went along into traditional marketing and that's where we found the most uh, activity after that. And by traditional marketing, I mean is that we actually 
uh, went to lots of events, lots of startup events mm -hmm. from all the way to Web Summit in Lisbon to yeah. Uh, yeah. Viva Tech in Paris, TNW Amsterdam, from all of those big uh, posh events and to actually distributing members of staff into the streets of London and uh, speaking with the members of public and uh, introducing them to PAKE. Uh, we did that, which was very effective, distributing leaflets and speaking with the merchants and the retailers in the streets. And that was the most effective thing we did up to today. Of course, as uh, the time passed along, for example, right now in the corona issue, in the lockdown issues, uh, doing such thing is not possible. So we are sticking into the basic uh, digital marketing and the digital world. If you have a look at our social media, it's quite interesting. Okay, cool. Okay, so, cool. so diving into that diving topic, into that topic a, little a little bit deeper then. Deeper so you said so that you, said you guys really guys mobilized, really the, mobilized force the force where you went out into the streets and you were surveying people. I think it's such an incredibly important thing to understand exactly what, you know, your target audience or I guess your ideal customer um, thinks of your product and how, you know, understanding how it is that they consume that. Um, so was that so was something that, that just something that just came about? Came was this about? something this that your um, um, now marketing now director, director has suggested? Has suggested. Um, or, um, you know, or, did you come you up with that, that idea yourself? yourself? No, no, so, so since, since day one, actually prior to launch, all of the marketing aspects were uh, given, given to our CMO. Mm -hmm. He is uh, totally in, in charge of our marketing and uh, based on his experience and uh, the experience that we gained through these last two years. Uh, he is the one which decides for the best marketing opportunities. But again, these are all into the guidelines of our monthly budgets and depending on the investments that we have, uh, of course, the marketing that we do does change. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. And then, um, so what does your, your marketing team look like at the moment then? Is that... Um, your CMO, your and then CMO do you have a variety of department heads, or, heads or um, is it an external, um, it an external force that your force CMO employs? How does that work? Over paper. So it's our CMO, and then under him is another partnership director, partnership manager, which uh, takes care of the partnership lead. Then under that, we have two other individuals which uh, coordinate the daily routine of the marketing perspectives, and then there are certain internships. We have uh, around seven individuals on an internship program which uh, create content and distribute content across our social media. But again, our team is being all over the place at the moment due to the lockdown. Everybody is working at home. Uh, so we are quite a diverse uh, team at the moment. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I guess that naturally guess that brings, that us, brings us, on us on to, to, to branding, branding then. So, so uh, of, course, of course, you know, visual, you know, visual aspects of a brand, of a brand um, are very um, important, very especially important, when you've got a digital got product. Digital product. Um, um, how important, how important you, know, you know, is the brand, is the brand to you? And, and I don't mean that from like the values point of view. I think that, you know, brand values should be important for, for any, any company um, across the board. But um, so when did you start first thinking about, you know, your brand, how you're going to actually present this, how this looks? Um, when did you come about that? So it's quite interesting because... Uh, we do not consider ourselves as a courier service or as a delivery platform. We consider ourselves as a lifestyle brand. Uh, even answering your question, even before launching, 
our main target was to distribute the brand in a way which allows us to manipulate into other services uh, as we go along. If you compare us to other courier platforms or other delivery platforms in London, you can definitely tell the way that we have separated our brand since day one. Uh, we have our master paker, which is a cute uh, emoji icon, which is specially designed awesome. for us awesome. across our website and social media, if you have a look. And uh, simply the way we designed our UI user interface across our uh, mobile app and our different areas of the website, you can see that lots of thought and uh, depth has been into it in order to make sure that the brand sticks into people's minds, uh, not just as a courier service, but as a lifestyle brand. And really our vision towards the end is uh, to change the way people think towards deliveries. Delivering items from a peer-to-peer -peer perspective does not have to be as tricky as it is right now without pay. Uh, courier companies are expensive. They have a really large and tough uh, registration process. You need to go drop it off to a dispatch center or a post office. Uh, it's not trackable, it's very expensive and it has lots of disadvantages. So really our brand is designed to have this service implemented into everyday lives of people across the world as we spread along. And uh, from what I believe, I believe that we have done a good job in terms of branding our service up to today with the budget that we had yeah it definitely looks uh very very um very interesting so is that the way that the logo looks at the moment is that what you guys started with or has that evolved slightly and is yes. slightly different uh, no so the logo was the one that we we started with it took around three months to develop that logo as you see it involves things like a smiley face representing that lifestyle and everyday routine brand uh, which people like to see. And of course, the shape of the uh, bike itself uh, represents our uh, delivery service. But awesome. again, if you refer that to uh, the Mr. Paker, which we have uh, across our social media and the website, you can see that that icon has been turned into a face as well. So it represents a facial, represents a facial look to it as well. So that is where lots of time has been put up. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important to, especially when you're sort of uh, developing a tech product to have a brand system that's flexible and in some way human as well. So I think you guys have, have done a very good job. Um, was that created by an external agency or did you guys work with a freelancer that sort of joined your team for a period of time? No, uh, that was the first, first stage of our business and it was done externally. It was an individual based in London. He was a very uh, motivated and talented individual who designed that for us. Excellent. And uh, at this stage that you guys have built out um, quite a substantial marketing team, do you have someone in-house who's responsible purely for the creative content that your brand of course, is releasing? Yes, of course. So we have two graphists. One of them is the suitable and specialized for UI and user interface for our platforms. And one of them, especially for creating videos and uh, social media posts. So we kind of make, we put a lot of time and effort and resources in making cute uh, social media posts. 
yeah, definitely. That's that's super, super incredible and uh, important for growth. And for in terms of a, a roadmap going forward from that creative perspective, are you guys looking to expand the team and do some more creative productions? Of course. So our, as I said, our funding round is nearly complete. This is a quite large funding round compared to the previous ones that we had. So a lot of team members are going to be increased. Uh, but again, the main uh, point of this funding round is to boost marketing. So we are prepared and are planning to boost marketing in different perspectives using this round. Cool. Um, incredible. So I think that sort of uh, can bring us very nicely onto um, sort of scaling in general in the in the future and what's the uh, plans for you guys. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So currently at the moment, our next phase is the API. It's integrating uh, our fast and seamless delivery service into the world of online retailers and online stores. Consumers will benefit from a same hour delivery once they do an online shopping from different websites. Uh, I can't obviously brand them right now, but uh, you will see PAKE embedded into different online platforms uh, once you're doing an online shopping through different retailers. That's wow. the next step. And after that, we're going into the world of marketplaces and especially with the effect of COVID-19, we saw the importance of marketplaces and allowing users to purchase uh, essential items which they need, whether it's pharmaceutical, I mean, masks or hand sanitizers, things like that, to simply essential food items. Uh, such as fruits and vegetables. So we are bringing a marketplace into our app and allowing uh, users to benefit from that as well. That's our growth plan for the next couple of years. Wonderful. I mean, that sounds incredibly exciting. I mean, <laughs> you know, the opportunities um, that arise from that, I think, are, are just huge, you know, especially um, in, a, in a place like London that, I guess bridging that gap between even making it smaller than the the 24 hour delivery or the next day delivery from like the likes of Amazon prime and, and just condensing that and making it even more efficient is wow. That's, that's going to be really cool if you guys can pull that off. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure that you will. So just before we, we wrap up then, um, I wanted to ask, you know, of course, you've been down this incredible journey over the past couple of years. Um, looking back, you know, is there anything, uh, any any nuggets of information that you could give uh, to the listeners of the show, you know, that maybe they're thinking about starting their own uh, tech company or, you know, they might be halfway down their journey already and just need some extra, you know, uh, inspiration. Is there anything you would give? Absolutely. Um, any points? Yes. So I have one key point for all the entrepreneurs, especially the young entrepreneurs who aim to start a startup or a business, and that is to never give up. Starting a business, especially a tech startup, uh, involves lots of challenges. Mm. It really does. And one of those challenges are fundraising. I mean, many startups fail because they cannot uh, do the fundraising properly. And uh, they really don't have to give up. You guys need to wake up every day fully motivated and uh, try your best. And I'm sure you will achieve it. Because if you wake up and if you are demotivated, you will not have the energy to continue and you will definitely not be successful. So that's the only thing that uh, I can tell other fellow entrepreneurs. 
Absolutely. Some strong and powerful words there. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think that's an, an incredibly important thing is fixing that mindset straight off the bat. Um, but I guess there's also, you know, if it's not there straight away, that's still okay. Over time, you know, it takes time to learn how to become motivated and how to actually snowball yourself into this uh, some, incredible some entrepreneur. Or some uh, early stage founders really believe that rushing through that stage is going to be very effective for them. Whereas mm. it's really not. I mean, you can take months and months of preparation, planning, uh, and even operating at the smaller, uh, lower stage until you really get the spark and the strong mm. point of it. That's more effective than starting very strong, running out your cash, using it all up, and then suddenly having to shut it down. So a massive thank you to Paik for speaking to us. You can find them on the App Store and Google Play Store by searching Paik, that's P-E-Y-K or visit them online at paik.uk. You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and bluedropstudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rowinska and at Omar K. Juman. If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at bluedropstudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.